The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, thanks for tuning in on the Full Court Press on a Friday. We made it to Friday. And we've got a lot of things to discuss today, actually, with what's going on today, what's on Hey, Eric, tomorrow. I can't hear you, by the way. If you're talking, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> How about that? Is that better? <laughs> That's better. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's a great start to the show. <laughs> I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, there's no way Eric is, like, having issues, right? And then I heard the music stop, and I said, yeah, he just didn't put me through the program. Okay. Uh I'm trying to mute you, although I was muting myself and not you, I guess, in that instance, but it's okay. Hey, would you be okay if we spent the two hours today of me giving play-by-play of my uh, NLDS Game 1 versus the Cardinals? Um, I got, uh, I got who do I got on the mound today? I got Nolan Ryan on the mound. Um, would love to give a play-by-play if you're interested today, Eric. We got nothing going on. I think we'll pass. Uh, so there are actually a lot of good things going on today, more than what Ajay's video game participation in isolation that no one else cares about. Oh, shut up. Uh, Ajay, let's Someone start with this. Tell me you care. Uh, big news today, The uh, as uh, we had John Hartwell on earlier in the week, and he said the Mountain West basketball schedule should be released at the tail end of the week. Today, it got released. Uh, he also alluded to the fact that the, uh, the the TV schedule for football may be released at the end of this week as well, but that n- hasn't happened yet. But we did get the uh, basketball schedule today, and uh, big news for Utah State. Now, we know what the, the regular conference schedule will look like. Now, some games may be subject to change because of TV, but we now know what the conference schedule looks like for USU and the Mountain West. And it is a little bit pared down from last year, but it starts at the end of December and goes through March, uh, early March. Uh, and uh, it looks like they are still planning a, a Mountain West tournament in Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, it's actually a pretty good-looking schedule, too, uh, despite the, the home road split for the first, oh, man, just over a month. Uh, and then you have San Diego State, Colorado State uh, in the same week, which is, man, that's a brutal, brutal, brutal weekend for them. Uh, they they head to Boise State, but the good thing about the, the Boise State game is you play San Diego State on the 16th, and then you have a bye for seven days to get ready for a very, very talented Boise State team on the 23rd. But then you head to Colorado State just three days later. I mean, that's... That's tough, man. I just there's a stretch there that that's San Diego State, boy at Boise State, and then home against Colorado State. Whew. And then you got Nevada at San Diego State and at Colorado State within seven days of each other. Yeah, that that stretch there from the uh, near the end of January through the first part of February is brutal. For yeah, USA. it is. Yeah, it absolutely is. And but the thing is, though, is I actually like that they. Uh, um, 
that they have the home road split like this. I I don't know uh, if Coach is a fan of it. I, I've, I swear I've asked him about that before, but I don't have a – I can't remember the answer he gave me. Um, but nonetheless, it's uh, it actually looks all right. San Jose State doesn't come here. We go to San Jose. Uh, and then there's one more game, Eric, that we split, or excuse me, that we don't split with. And uh, I believe it's Fresno. Fresno State Fresno. comes You're to right. Logan, but I don't think Utah right. State makes the return trip. Yep, no, there you go. Don't. It is Fresno. Boy, that's tough too, man. You gotta go to Fresno, but they don't come here, and you know what Fresno's gonna be up in that tier of you know middle to uh, high tier of being one of those teams competing for a top seed or at least one of the top seeds in the uh, Mount West Conference Tournament. Yeah, so the, the season begins on the road at Air Force on December 29th. Uh, it's a traditional Tuesday-Saturday schedule for the Mountain West. Uh, but there's uh, uh, you know, some of those games may be changed, as we said. But it, it's, it continues to be one of the biggest complaints that I have about the way the Mountain West does their scheduling. You're on oh, the road. Right. You don't like this, huh? You're on the road, then you're home. You're on the road, and you're traveling literally every week. Um, so, I mean, there are some some parts of the schedule where they, they travel in back-to-back games or they're home in back-to-back games. There are a few instances of that. But by and large, the schedule is home and away, home and away, home and away. You're always on a plane uh, every week. But that you know, ah, it, it's that's the way it's been in the Mountain West for several years, and I guess that's the way it's going to continue to be. But yeah, that's something. If I remember right, Stu, no, not Stu. Uh, I can't remember who was a fan. Of that. I think it was Coach Lance Becker who was not a fan of that in the old days. If I remember right, um, just the home and away and home and away in, in the same week. Uh, but I don't know, man. I because going to San Diego State and Colorado State in the same week seems rough to me. Uh, yeah, but make it so you're, you you travel and you're in close proximity to your other opponent, and so I don't know. I, I just think it would be a cheaper way of doing it. I mean, it'd be a cost yeah, that's savings. The- and then well, and it would be a safer way too. Member institutions have to be concerned about costs this year. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and well, and then just the health and safety of the kids, right? I mean, going from San Diego State all the way to Colorado State in the same week is it just can't be the <laughs> can't be the freshest way to do things. But uh, yeah, none, nonetheless, I mean, Air Force and Boise State are coming here within five days, I believe. But yeah. By the way, you can see the schedule that was released and re- refer to it with us if you will, if you'd like. Uh, we have it posted on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, some of the details of the schedule uh, as it's laid out. Uh, the the home schedule. Let's let's go through that real quickly. The home schedule, and as we heard John Hartwell say earlier this week, fans will be allowed in the spectrum, but it might not be very many, like ten to twenty percent. Of fans uh, allowed, and that's that's what a, basically a thousand that, to two thousand. Yeah, fans. that's that's not a whole. Uh, lot. And then and then they're also discussing how to prioritize having these fans here. Um, what's going to work best, and so that's that's also being discussed. And you know, it's going to be a very high demand. 
to be able to go to one of these games, especially Boise State, especially San Diego State, especially New Mexico. Hey, by the way, when's the last time New Mexico's came here? I don't remember coming them here or them coming here last year. Cause uh, we just went there, didn't we? No, I'm sure they were here. Usually, everybody in the Mountain uh, Division, even though the, in basketball they don't have those divisions, but um, I thought that uh, they would they got all the Mountain Division teams here, uh, home and no, nuh uh, nuh uh. I yeah, I know they didn't. Um, I want to say New Mexico is one of those teams too. Well, so uh, while you look that up again, I'll just yeah, go through yeah. what the home home schedule looks like for Utah State for this year. First home yep, game is ahead. January second, Fresno State. January 9th, Wyoming. January sixteenth, San Diego State. So these are all one week apart. Um, and then there's a bye, and then a road trip to Boise. Before the next home game, which will be Colorado State 10 days later on January 26th, Nevada, February 2nd, and then you got a couple road games and a bye, and then it'll be UNLV on February 16th, New Mexico on February 20th, Air Force on February 27th, and Boise State on March 2nd, finishing the season on the road at New Mexico on March 6th. Back-to-back years, that's happened, by the way. Will they finish at New Mexico? Yep. Because remember, we went to last year, we went to New Mexico, and we got murdered by 15. And it wasn't even that close. And then we had them five days later. Or 10 days later. Was it five or seven days later? Whatever that was. In the tournament. Yeah. So we played them. Well, we played them at New Mexico to end the regular season, got blasted by them at the pit, then went and played New Mexico in Vegas, like whatever, a week or whatever it was later. And beat them. You don't remember that, do you? Uh, yeah. Well, last year Utah State went to uh, New no, Mexico. Yeah, that's right. They ended, but it was uh, they only lost by two. It was on Saturday at New February, Mexico at New Mexico Saturday February 29th, sixty six to sixty four. Were we down by like fifteen? We man, I must remember that game differently. Then I mean, we were. Da- I swear we were down by twenty to those guys. They were just blasting us. You're right. We only lost by two. Uh, so I'm oh going my. back through here. There was at one point uh, the Aggies actually had a pretty healthy lead uh, in the second half. Aggies were up by as many as eleven. But we were down or, or thirteen, actually fourteen. Yeah, 14 was just under 12 to go. Aggies at the were up, 12. and then New Mexico started to crawl back, and it was kind of a back and forth, and then eventually New Mexico wins. Oh, isn't that when they went on that freaking uh, amazing run, though, the Lobos did? It was like 21 to 7 or like something like that. It was 28 to I'm, – I'm looking it up. 28 to 12. They went on this massive run, and, uh, and you're right. It, they were never up 15 for some reason. I had that being a blowout. Huh. But but you're correct that the final game of the regular season was at New Mexico. One of the other things to point out here is that the regular season for the Mountain West looks like what we normally see from the Mountain West going into that first part of March. Last year, the conference tournament was in early March, earlier than normal, which turned out to be a good thing because of Corona. Uh, but this year it looks like it's uh, kind of a back to a, a normal Mountain West schedule where it begins at the end of December, 
and go through that first part of March. Um, so there, some things are different, um, but uh, at the same time, it's kind of a, a callback to how things used to be with the Mountain West. Yeah, I. Uh, that's true. That's a good point. I forgot about how the old, the old version of the Mountain West schedule would go. Um, hey, I got to ask you though. What? Give me two of the highlight home games you have on that schedule that you really are uh, anticipating. Well, the first one I'd have to say is January sixteenth. That's when San Diego State comes to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, students will not be back on campus yet for that game. Students will be back after. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, which would be the 19th. So um, Ooh. I, I think that could be uh, a big game for Utah State, and there may not be a lot of students on campus yet at that time. Um, but I think the other game that really stands out to me is uh, at the, the very end, the last home game, which would be Boise State on March 2nd. Yeah, Boise State's going to be a dandy. Uh, again, on paper, that team's the best team in the conference, without a doubt. Uh, they're better than San Diego State, New Mexico, Fresno. On paper, they are. In fact, Eric, Boise State has just announced that they will be playing Kansas for their season opener. How about that? Kansas for their season opener on November 25th, I believe, uh, is when that game's going to be held. What a what a massive game that is. Yeah, that's a big non-conference schedule for them to get things started. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. So you'll get a good look at Boise, and Boise will have a good measuring stick of where they stand uh, in, uh, in, in com- or I guess with all the hype that they're going to get. They could be, honestly, picked as one of the, if not, probably the team to, uh, what, preseason prediction, the team to win it. Um, and I would say they're going to hold a majority of the votes, too. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. I don't know when that's going to be released. I think now that they've released the schedule, we'll probably see some of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that Boise State is going to be in the running. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that comes down between them and San Diego State. Certainly San Diego State has been the darling of the Mountain West for several years. I know Nevada has had their moments, but Boise has always kind of been in the hunt even though Utah State always finds a way to creep up ahead of them and uh, and and the way that games play out, play better than Boise when it matters the most. But this Boise's team has some interesting transfers and a lot of guys coming back. They could be a real dominant team. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I look forward to seeing that Boise team again. Uh, obviously, Tim Duray is the head associate coach and the quote-unquote offensive coordinator for the Boise State Broncos. Uh d- going to be interesting. That team is very, very experienced this year. They are, uh, they're loaded. <laughs> so, and Derek Olson Jr. is back. They got a, they got a bunch of transfers, uh, good transfers too. So, uh, it, uh, that'll be fun. So, uh, again, you, you mentioned, uh, did Utah State play New Mexico twice last year? They did not. Um, Utah State will play New Mexico twice this year. Uh, last year they only played in Albuquerque at the end of the regular season. They didn't face them twice. Uh, let's see. So Utah State, did they play Fresno twice last year? Uh, I believe so, they... yeah. Because they, uh, they played Fresno here. Can you remember Fresno 
uh, tied oh, it on a buzzer beat. Early yeah. part of the it was schedule. Isn't that the first week of December. December? Yeah. Yeah. And Fresno tied it like on a buzzer beater to go into overtime. Do you remember that? He banked oh, it yeah, in at the right. buzzer. And so we had to go to overtime with those guys and then turn around. Luckily, we, we got San Jose State the next game, so we were okay. But Well, actually, um, it was San yeah. Jose State first. Oh, was it first? December, on December 4th. And then they uh, hosted Fresno State on December 7th. And Aggies got that win in OT. I just remember Craig not being a fan at all of how early that conference play started. Yeah, it was really weird to play uh, two games in conference and then go back into non-conference play for a couple of weeks. Uh, this year, it doesn't look like it's going to be that. They're giving themselves optimal time to get non-conference games in from the start of when college basketball can begin on November 25th through the end of December. Then, Right now, as of right this moment, the first game for USU is scheduled December 29th at Air Force. So hmm. that gives them some time to get things worked out. I know that they are supposed to have this non-conference a multi-team event in Orlando. Um, you know, how many other games get played in Orlando while they're there is still to be determined. I think that's a possibility. But then after that, like, what other non-conference games do you get in over that, you know, the course of those 30 days or so um, to try to get in some, some non-conference games for you? Yeah, again, we don't know what the non-conference schedule is going to look like. Uh, you, you mentioned the the MTE, uh, the multiple team event, which will have at least three games. Looking for, from what I've heard, one to two more if they can. Um, and if that's the case, then they'll be able to uh, uh, they'll be able to. I mean, have still a few more games outside of that bubble. I would, I, I really would hope that BYU would be one of them. That would help their RPI immensely. I hope that. Uh, uh, St. Mary's at home would be wonderful if they could get St. Mary's at home. And then Weber State at Weber State I think would be a good one too. I just For the rivalry purpose of it all, I think that would be very helpful. Yeah, Boise, or excuse me, BYU originally on the schedule for December 5th. St. Mary's originally on the schedule for September, or excuse me, December 12th, one week later. But Listening to John Hartwell earlier this week, it didn't sound like that was necessarily going to still be the same. There may be some more moving parts here. Yeah, they're they're not even close to being done, are they? They they got it. I mean, why shouldn't they? They're not even close, but they there's still some questions to be answered, and uh, they hope to have those answers seemingly soon. But uh, the way things are, you just you, you don't know yet. So we'll we'll wait tight. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the schedule as it's been released. What games are you most looking forward to on the basketball schedule now that it's out there for conference games, at least, in the Mountain West? 435-339-0321. Utah State will have home games against Fresno State, Wyoming, San Diego State, Colorado State, Nevada, UNLV, New Mexico, Air Force, and Boise State. Uh, They only play... Uh, they only play Fresno State once, and they only play San Jose State once, uh, from what I can tell looking at the schedule. Um, everybody else looks like they have a home-and-home. Home. Uh, the other thing, too, in this, Ajay, is that there are a couple of bye weeks here on January 19th and February 13th, which isn't necessarily unusual, but 
I think it's certainly important this year in case games have to be postponed because of a coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, again, I I wish football would have done took the same notes. I really do. Um, I mean, here we are anyway, so it, it is what it is. But I to give yourself some space. Um, I, I especially like that buy between San Diego State and Boise State. Uh, for selfish purposes, I know coronavirus will be the big reason why. But just because, I mean, playing San Diego State one day and then playing Boise State, if that were to be in the same week, that is just unfair in every, I mean, shouldn't say unfair, but it's that'd be brutal to have happen. So I like the buy between the 16th and 23rd. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. And the other one is a place between a trip to Colorado State and then a home game against UNLV right there in the middle of February. Um, UNLV, I think that's an improving team. That's a, it's a coach that has coached well against Craig Smith historically. Uh, it, UNLV always seems to get some great young talent. Whether they can hold on to them and develop them is always the question. But that uh, UNLV is not a team you can overlook either. But yeah, the, the no, is, heavens no. And, and the other thing here too is that the Mountain West is planning games at home arenas. They're not doing a bubble, and uh, they do plan to still have their conference tournament uh, between March 10th and 13th. And uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah, so did you say 10th and 13th is when they're doing that? 10th through the 13th, yeah. So it'll be one week later than it was last year. Remember last year, how, or this past year, how everybody was like, why are we playing it one week earlier? Now we're going to have to wait it out if we lose, yada, yada, yada. Well, not only does San Jose or Utah State win the tournament, but we actually got to finish our tournament because of the coronavirus that took everything out the following uh, the following week. So it was kind of interesting how that all worked out. Yeah, they got lucky. Uh, they got lucky uh, last year. Uh, this last I don't year. know if that's luck, man. Like, honestly, like, I mean, we're going to say it's luck, I guess, but I just remember, like, there was a big convention that was supposed to happen, and so they couldn't, <laughs> and they were late scheduling it in. I think, I swear it's like coincidence, man. Somebody's watching out for the Mountain West, is what you're saying. Yes, basketball gods wanted Sam Merrill to get his, and he did. <laughs> and he did. Yes. Uh, all right, we're going to call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. We're going to come back uh, more about the Utah State basketball uh, schedule. We'd love to hear. My you. hockey team sucks. They're so bad. You what? Hockey? My, yeah, like my mascot won't freaking shoot. I'm down five to one. I haven't beat this team in 17 tries. Okay, AJ is apparently uh, on drugs <laughs> while he's in isolation. We were talking Dude, basketball. I've been in the house for so long. Mascots playing hockey. Free me. <laughs> Free me. So we'll Hashtag, be back and we... see if AJ can collect his thoughts and uh, his sanity. Coming up next on the Hashtag floor. Free AJ. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. 
At Express Tire, we say yes to saving you money with new and used tires. When your budget says no to new tires, Express says yes to saving you the money. I promise you're going to save on tires today with Express. Now located at Express Auto, 3200 North Main, North Logan. Express says yes. They're celebrating 30 years at the Logo Shop. They logo everything from pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers. It's also the season to get your order in for the holidays. The Logo Shop will custom screen print or embroider your logo on shirts, jackets, and other outerwear. You can even browse their inventory and get price quote online at welogostuff.com. The Logo Shop. The Logo Stuff. The Logo Shop. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to welcome you to both office locations, the Cache Valley Hospital and 169 North Gateway in Providence, right next to the Bank of Utah. Social distancing and all safety guidelines are in place. The new Providence office location will also be accepting patients for the Allergy Clinic and Hearing Aid Center. Please call 753-7880 for telehealth conference calls. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. That's CacheValleyENT.com. More and more people are turning to CashValleyDaily.com for their source of information on what's going on in our community. They're finding relevant news online and on the Cash Valley Daily app. From what's happening in local political elections to breaking news that you don't have to wait a few days to read about to photo galleries of the latest games. If it's happening in our community, it's on CashValleyDaily.com and on the free Cash Valley Daily app. Local, relevant news, online, on time, all the time. CashValleyDaily.com I may never have met you. We don't go way back. Maybe we wouldn't even be friends if we did. But when you wear a mask, you have my respect. Because your mask doesn't protect you. It protects me. I wear my mask to protect you. Mask up, America. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on 106.9 The Fan, FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com. Uh, by the way, just want to reiterate, uh, we, we've been referencing John Hartwell a lot to, in the show today. Uh, we did have him on earlier in the week. A lot of interesting things. We broke some news while he was on with us about fan attendance. If you want to go back and listen to what he had to say about uh, football scheduling, why BYU is not on USU's schedule, but they are on San Diego State and uh, Boise's schedule, about basketball, about football. We covered a lot of different things. Coronavirus, how many positive tests uh, have been experienced at Utah State. You can go to our website, go to our podcast section, and we've isolated that interview in and of itself so you can just listen to what he had to say of course, you can always go listen to our other episodes as well, but um, that's a it was a good, solid 20 minutes plus that we thought we were only going to have 10, and we just kept going with, with John Hartwell. We appreciated his time uh, giving us a little extra for covering some really important topics, I think, for Utah State and as it relates to, the, to their fans. Because there's still questions, as you've pointed out, Ajay, there, 
there's still questions about, okay, fans can attend, but who are those fans? You know, uh, what about season ticket holders? What about the, the student section, the herd? You know, how many of them will be allowed in? So there's still a lot of things this, this football program and the athletic department has to work through, and those probably are not very comfortable discussions to be had, to be honest. Yeah, those have got to be really tough. There's got to be a lot of, and I'm sure with Utah State Athletics Department through the Mountain West, through local uh, uh, and state health officials and the government, that they're having those discussions to make sure they can give the best chance for fans to be able to attend the game. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I know that Coach Smith and Coach Anderson uh, and Coach Kayla Ard, honestly, uh, and, and the volleyball team would love to have the USU herd out there supporting them. Uh, in their quest to uh, to win a conference championship. So uh, I know it's going to go both ways. Hey, Eric, we didn't really get a chance. I know we don't cover as much uh, the women's basketball. They're also, their schedule was released, uh, and uh, they face every team twice except for the Aztecs when they head to Viejas Arena, and then they host UNLV. So those are the two teams that they only face once, but they have – Three straight road games from the 17th to the 24th, whether at San Diego State, at Colorado State, and at Wyoming. Um, then the, I mean, that's just uh, following a three-game home uh, stand where they have Boise State, Colorado State, and Nevada. So really interesting to see a three uh, game or three games at home and then three games away. Yeah, and that uh, that schedule is also available. You can see that on CashValleyDaily.com also. Um, but, and you're right, that, that those schedules came out within moments of each other uh, for both the men and the women. Uh, you know, this is a, a women's team that, like you said, has a brand-new head coach and new coaching staff. What are they going to look like? How do they integrate the players who were there? What do the newcomers look like also? So uh, it, it kind of you know, a lot of questions for this Utah State women's team. Uh, Kayla Ard in the release says that I'm excited to have the opportunity to compete in such a competitive conference. Our staff, team, and community are grateful for all the efforts our administration and the Mountain West have put forward in making sure that we have a conference season this year, close quote. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be a very interesting year for a lot of reasons. And, and for Utah State men as well, just like what does what does this team look like minus Sam Merrill now? Uh, you know, with uh, these new guys that we haven't seen yet, we've, we've heard of some of these newcomers, but how do they integrate? I think they'll be fine with their with their size in the post, but what do they look like in their guard play? Um, so th- there's a lot of interesting questions for USU basketball that I'm excited to see how it plays out. And the fact that they're having games and it will allow people to be there, I think, is a huge win. One of only yeah. one of only what four schools in the Mountain West that are going to have fans. Yeah, Wyoming will have fans for football. That'll be around seven thousand. UNLV will have fans, despite the Raiders not having fans. UNLV will. Uh, that is around, I believe, sixty-five hundred, yep. and then and then Nevada is will have twenty-two hundred fans around that uh, for their football games. Uh, you know, you're right. Sam Merrill is a big loss for Utah State Aggies. There's no, uh, there's no shame in admitting that. That that's a huge loss. Um, but and then you look at the women's side. They lost Haley Bassett. Who's one of the most clutch scorers that Utah State women's basketball had had in a while, and so now they've got to kind of refuel as well, and and so both teams will be looking to find a a, a score. I and I wouldn't say like he doesn't need to score twenty to thirty points a game. I think when I say looking for a score, you're looking for someone when you're in a rut, 
you're going to be able to get, like, there's one guy who's going to get you out of it. Like, you look at that Mount West Conference tournament, and Sam Merrill saved Utah State against New Mexico. Uh, I think Namiya Keta was great against Wyoming, but then you had, and then Sam Merrill was great versus San Diego State. If he doesn't play, if he's not on that team, New Mexico wins by 20-something points. Yeah, uh, it's I think just, you're right. I mean, that's how good Sam was. Uh, he was so clutch for Utah State. Uh, Sam was never one to to back down, never to have uh, moments where he wasn't playing at his full efficiency. Uh, and so, who picks up that slack? You know, who was able to keep the pressure on opposing teams like Sam did? Uh, that that that's the big question. Who initiates the offense? Who's the ball handler? Who can make things happen off the dribble as well? So. Uh, I, I think that you know a lot of uh, curiosity about this uh, Marco Anthony coming from Virginia mm-hmm. that he may be able to do that, but uh, let's be honest, he didn't really do much when he was in Virginia. He was uh, lower on the depth chart, and we didn't get to see him. Uh, he's had uh, the benefit of being at Utah State for a solid year, learning from Craig Smith and watching how Sam does things. So he doesn't just show up out of nowhere for this season. I think that's a huge benefit for him, seeing how. The, the the winning recipe works for Utah State and how to insert himself into that to, to continue that success. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see. And I'm, and, and I'm interested to see how much Sean Bairstow has grown as well. Sean got amazing... Uh, I shouldn't say amazing. He got a major amount of minutes in last year's season, including in the Mount West Tournament. He played some important minutes in the Mount West Tournament, including the championship game before he fractured his arm. And so now that he is back, I'm, I'm excited to see the growth, the improvement. Uh, I think one of those things is that he needs to slow down, kind of oversee everything he's doing before it happens, before he does it, and not put himself in a, in a bad situation. So, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I, I look forward to seeing Sean Barristow. And then the other guy I'm actually kind of interested in is uh, Raleigh Worcester. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Raleigh, a lot. As a freshman. So what Sean Barrisow did last year and play in major minutes, you could probably see Raleigh being that kind of a guy too. There's a lot of hype around him. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about him as well. And I was hearing good things, uh, what he was doing in, in uh, Montana. But uh, he's come into camp looking strong um, for, for his, considering his, his youth. Um, and it uh, looks like he could be a guy that could be – uh, somebody could, as even as a as a young freshman could get some quality minutes. Uh, so um, interesting to see how this mix comes together. They got a lot of international players. How well do they fit into the system? How well do they integrate into just being that far away from home? Uh, those are always big questions when you have international players. Sometimes it works great. Uh, sometimes it looks okay at the beginning and then it kind of fades. So um, we've unfortunately seen that a few times. So uh, there's a lot of big question marks for, for Utah State basketball uh, now that uh, Sam Merrill is gone. But he is – that's just it. Just He is the main guy that, that left. There were a few other guys who, who graduated or, or have left. But by and large, a big chunk of what made Utah State successful a year ago and even the year before that, they're all back. And then they've been added too. So it's – frankly, I think it's going to be a really exciting year for USU and the preseason – Rankings that come out, uh, I don't know why Utah State shouldn't be considered near the top. No, I mean, well, 
Yeah, considered absolutely. I, I'm telling you, Boise's going to look. I mean, on just on paper, Boise's going to be a uh, a sexy uh, pick. Uh, I would say. Um, man, I would say. Yosemite State, of course. You know, that the the Mitchell kid comes back again. I know they lost Malachi Flynn, but they've got some good transfers in here. Uh, so I say Malachi Flynn's going, or not not Malachi Flynn, but San Diego State's going to be good. Uh, Fresno or not Fresno State, UNLV, like you've mentioned, are well coached. They're growing. They're getting better. UNLV's going to be up there, and then Utah State. I uh, I don't see Utah State finishing in the top two, or at least in the pre preseason poll. I uh, I see them uh, as a as a three four team. Uh, at least in the preseason poll, we'll see how things finish up, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I hope that's not the case. I hope you know, smarter minds prevail. But wait, where do you have them? Utah State. Yeah, uh, I would put them. Well, you what you said three or four. Yeah, I would I would say three more than I would say four. Um, okay, I'll agree with you on that. I would I would put them maybe even number two. No fact. way. No way. I mean, look, I'm hyped about them too, but they lost Sam Merrill. Uh, I know they got Namiyash back, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of unknowns on this team. Uh, Justin Bean, Namiyash Keta, and Bearstow, uh, and, and I guess Brock Miller too, I think are your, you know, you know what you're going to get out of them. But you lost Sam Merrill. You lost a very experienced guard uh, in in Diogo Burrito. Man, two would be wonderful. I would be surprised, though. I would probably be a little surprised. I think three is more likely. But Yes, I'm uh, with I, you on that. Based on what they've done the past few years and, and who they have coming back, why not? I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense that they should be considered as a, as a top-two team in the Mountain West Conference. With the Miish with uh, Justin Bean, with Anderson. Uh, they've got a lot of great experience coming back in the post with their big guys and still a lot of good guard play coming back as well with some exciting newcomers. So uh, I, I think that in the end, though, San Diego State's history and who they have coming back and Boise State, who they have coming back as well, will probably still beat out Utah State. Um, but uh, Utah State should be considered – Absolutely in the top three of the Mountain West. Top three, definitely, yeah. And I'm not trying to doubt Utah State by any means. I'm just, I mean, you lose Sam Merrill, you lose Diogo Burrito. Those are just two big key of guys to, to lose. Um, and, and San Diego State's kind of in the same threshold, aren't they? I mean, they lost the Wetzel kid. They lose Malachi Flynn. Uh, they lost, uh, I can't remember, they lost another guy, a big key component guy. So they've lost some help. Oh, Fegan. They lost Fegan as well. One of their better defensive players, and so they they've got some work to do on their end. Yeah, that, well, that's that's true. But uh, if you want to see the Mountain West conference schedule for Utah State, again, it has been released, and you can read it uh, for both the men and the women on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, the full schedule is is there, though it is subject to change if TV gets involved. Uh, and as we heard John Hart will say, there's probably several Utah State games that will be moved to uh, to make way for television uh, opportunities. So uh, watch for that. That's coming up um, soon, I would think, at least for the football uh, TV schedule should be released soon. For basketball, it probably takes a, a few more weeks because it just came down uh, today. 
But uh, exciting to see this start to materialize, and now we know what we can look forward to. And exciting to see how it start to play out and helps Utah State build out the rest of their non-conference schedule and everybody else in the Mountain West as well. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're getting our closer. I'm, I'm kind of surprised the TV schedule didn't come out today, Eric, for yeah. football. Yeah, me too. Uh, Hartwell made it sound like it would be released by Thursday, maybe even, and uh, still hasn't been uh, been announced just yet. So I'm sure it's close. I'm sure it's close. Uh, all right, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we're going to preview a lot of different things going on tonight. you got the NBA playoffs, Game 5. Is it a... Is it the last game of the series, or will Miami get one more? What is the status of Goran Dragic? Is his availability or not the difference maker in this series, and whether it goes to another game or not? Uh, Major League Baseball playoffs last night. Who's extending their series? Who's wrapped theirs up? Uh, and it going on to the next round. Uh, and we've got high school football on the schedule tonight. We'll update you on who's playing where and how you can follow along. Coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Welcome to Firehouse. Firehouse Pizzeria, now open for dine-in and curbside pickup. Firehouse Pizzeria is Cache Valley's best pizza and dessert. Enjoy that famous stone-fired pizza, pastas, sandwiches, salads, plus mouth-watering fazookies. You know, the perfect warm cookie covered in ice cream, a treat everyone loves. Pizzas, pastas, sandwiches, salads, and more. Experience the stone at Logan's Best Pizza and Pasta. Firehouse Pizzeria. This is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. You're invited. Come learn how to make an informed decision for your retirement, Medicare, and Social Security benefits. It's never too early to plan for the future. The third Thursday, October 15th at 7 p.m., come to a free seminar at our office by the North Walmart. Come learn about your options the third Thursday, October 15th at 7 p.m. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. Call 752-9493. When the open road opens and you're ready to go, we're here at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. With the same stay-in-your-car oil change, the same expert care you can trust, and the same quality service that's rated 4.6 out of 5 stars, where you get in and out quickly without ever having to leave the safety of your car. Let's get ready for the road ahead. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see. Experts you can trust. Now open at 695 North Main, Logan. The Logan Gift Show is now accepting applications for the 2020 show. This year's gift show is November 6th and 7th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. We would love to have your creative, unique, festive, and one-of-a-kind gift ideas. It's all about fun, style, and quality. Amazing food, demonstrations, ideas, and your business will help deliver a gift show to remember. Visit with thousands of people looking for gift ideas and fun holiday cheer. Go to LoganGiftShow.com. That's LoganGiftShow.com. For details or call 752-1390 for more information. Sponsored by the Cash Valley Media Group. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week five showdown of AFC West rivals as the Kansas City Chiefs host the Las Vegas Raiders. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the defending champion Chiefs remain undefeated? Or will Derek Carr lead the silver and black to the upset in Arrowhead? It's the Chiefs and the Raiders. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
Eric France and Andre Salveson, thanks for tuning in and joining us here on The Fan. Don't forget to log on and make your picks for the Preps Pick'em Contest. Make your picks before 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, there was a high school game last night. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But uh, more games going on tonight. Uh, although it was posed, uh, somebody posed a question in the, in the by text. Thank you to 9315 for posing the question. We've done some research, and yeah, he's right. Duchesne and Rich, their game today scratched. Uh, apparently, according to the Salt Lake Tribune, nine Rich High football players have come in contact with somebody who was positive. Now, none of them have tested positive. Uh, in addition, three volleyball players have been quarantined due to a possible exposure. The Rich girls volleyball team, very good. One of the top teams in their classification. But, um, again, no positive tests, no positive cases among the volleyball or the football team. But because they came in contact with somebody who was, they've had to quarantine. And so... Uh, Rich and Duchesne, which was scheduled to play today, got canceled. Uh, I guess uh, five other games throughout the state canceled uh, this week. And, uh, that's That's been the story every week, Ajay. It's just a matter of who, who makes it through, who gets to have a game and who doesn't. Every week we hear of games getting canceled. Uh, and the uh, t- to reiterate, there have been some questions, but... Based on information I received yesterday, the Mountain Crest game tonight against Ridgeline is still happening. So the Mountain Crest game against uh, Ridgeline is on. Skyview at Bear River is on. And last night we had a game in the Region 11, and it was Logan and Green Canyon. And uh, Green Canyon got out to a quick start. And uh, just took control of this game and just never really relented. Uh, they beat Logan 30-17, to 17, which really, uh, when we look at the region standings, that locked them into that number three spot in the region standings. Yeah, give credit to Green Cannon. They showed up. I thought they were really good. I thought they dominated the game from the outset, like you said. Uh, control the game. Just didn't force anything either. Um, you know, won the turnover battle, and look, as I've always said, I, I, I respect Logan so much and what they've done continuously. But boy, that was a major task versus a good, uh, a good Green Canyon team. Actually, when, when Green Canyon comes in and is focused, both you know from coaches and players, they're great. Problem is, we haven't seen a lot of focus from them at times this season, and it's and it's cost them some games. So good to see them come out and compete well for a full forty-eight minutes of football. So. Uh... The uh, RPI rankings for football, let's see, they probably have been adjusted since that game. Yes, in fact, it has. Because Green Canyon got the win, that pushes them up to 8th in the RPI. And Logan drops to 15. Um, but that's because there were just a few games that were played. These rankings will change again after tonight. But going into tonight, Skyview is number 1. Ridgeline's number 3. Green Canyon, number eight, Bear River, 11. And then, as we mentioned, Logan, 15, and Mountain Crest is at 20. Uh, so tonight you got Mountain Crest, number 20, hosting number three, Ridgeline, and number one, Skyview, on the road at number 11, Bear River. 
And, and frankly, Ajay, that game is the one to pay attention to the most, I think. Yeah, I'm hearing that Titan Saxon, actually, their defensive back for Skyview, might be in quarantine right now. Uh, I, I don't know the situation. That's not official. That's just uh, that's just a slight rumor. What I'm, I'm hearing, I don't. Again, we don't have any official word on that. But if they don't have Saxon on the field, you know, and, and look at Bear River offensively, I, Eric, expect him to chew up the clock and chew it up a lot. Expect him to use the run game. Easton Lish is back on the field for him. He was great last week. Uh, and then you got Caden Bucket Jones. Just if they can run the ball and can control the clock. They, they got a definite shot to beat Skyview. Yeah, they do. They have that potential. They've been in, really, every game they've played. Um, in the games that they've lost, they've been down to the wire and had opportunities uh, to be in those games. And they've had some injuries earlier in the year, but they're getting some of those guys back. And uh, they're they're a scary team. You know, this uh, Skyview cannot overlook Bear River tonight. No, no, heavens no. Yeah, overlooking them will be a bad, bad thing to do. Uh, I, You would imagine that Sky will come out focused, but just know, especially that it's in Garland, it's senior night, you got a lot of emotions running. Um, Bear Rivers, I, don't be surprised if Bear River comes out of there with a quote-unquote upset win. Yeah, uh, and that could, be, that could cause some pretty significant waves throughout the RPI rankings. Uh, you know, Skyview... Would they retain the number one spot with a loss? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Pineview is not that far behind Skyview. Uh, Skyview is the only undefeated team in 4A, uh, but certainly it would help Bear River get into the top 10 to help them secure a first-round bye uh, for the uh, the, the uh, 4A playoffs, which get underway not next week but the week after that. And that's the other thing, too, to watch. Some of these teams... Uh, most of the teams in Region 11 will not play next week. And if they do have that first round bye, they won't play the following week either. So tonight could be an important night for these schools to set the tone for where things uh, may be for the, for the next couple of weeks for their programs. Yeah, and then the rest as well will be huge for uh, a couple of these teams, uh, depending on where their health stands at. But some coaches will use that one week to rest and, uh, to, to heal up, and then the next week they'll use it for uh, scouting. Um, they'll use it for uh, uh, getting themselves improved in whatever areas they need improved upon, and then they'll uh, then, then they'll get ready for the state tournament. So, so a uh, reminder: the Skyview Bear River game can be heard in multiple places. It'll be here on this station. John Newbold and Rex Davis will have the full play-by-play. On 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, also streaming online, 1069thefan.com. The Bear River play-by-play will be covered by Clint Payne and Bob Payne on 104.9 The Ranch in Box Arthur County. So they'll have their own individual calls tonight. Uh, then the Mountain Crest Ridgeline game will be heard on a 107.7 FM and 104.5 The Ranch. Uh, AJ Knight on the play-by-play. You'll have Matt Adams with him in the booth and Nick Zollinger, special guest, uh, additional color analyst. Nick is the color analyst for the Ridgeline Riverhawks, and he'll be joining uh, AJ and Matt, which uh, should be entertaining and fun and a different look uh, and a, a fair look at what's going on for both teams. So Yeah, uh, I, I'm excited really about Nick. I, I love Nick. I think he does a great job, and you get a good perspective from both sides of the ball uh, or both sides of the sideline, if you will. Uh, 
and, and again, Nick does a great job. Uh, I have a huge amount of respect for his work, and I'm excited to listen to those two. Well, three. Yeah, it'll be three. So I uh, guess I, I don't know how much Matt's going to get out of his mouth though with Nick there. <laughs> You'll need to speak up, that's for sure. <laughs> if he wants any airtime, he's got to force the issue. Uh, if you want to know like how to follow along, like what stations these are on, if you forgot what I said, uh, but you you want to follow along on the on the radio or stream it online or let Aunt Nancy know who lives out of the area that she can stream it and listen. You can go to cashvalleydaily.com on the menu, click on the menu, and it'll have uh, the, the drop-down. And uh, go over to sports, and you'll see high school sports, and that's where you'll find the page designated for the, the high school football schedule and where you can find the coverage for each school. Really, it's, uh, it's unprecedented how we cover high school athletics here in northern Utah with six different broadcast crews, Six different radio stations uh, carrying, uh, following these schools from start to finish. So go check it out. Follow along. And uh, later on this evening, we'll have the scores and, uh, and the, uh, the updates and photo galleries on CashValleyDaily.com. So don't forget that. Check that all out. And uh, make sure you get your picks in, too, before 6 o'clock tonight. Because on the line is $100 to McDonald's. You get the most picks correct in this week's Preps Pick'em Contest presented by the Logo Shop who are your Booster Club headquarters for uh, or you, for competitive teams, athletic uh, high school teams, your, your club teams. They can take care of all that stuff for you, getting uh, your logos and everything taken care of on your team gear. Uh, they'll take care of that. They've been taking care of us for this uh, football preps pick'em contest. And the details on our website, 1069thefan.com. Just click on the link. It'll take you to the page where you can get registered, make your selections. And even if you haven't participated yet, that's okay. You can still register today, make your selections, and you could win $100 to McDonald's. That's a prize for this week. So even though there aren't very many games scheduled next week because of cancellations, there are still games being played. Mountain Crest is going to play. A lot of the schools in Idaho are still playing. So we are still participating in the Preps Pick'em Contest next week, and the week after that will be the final week, which will be the first week of of the uh, 4A football playoffs and the final week of the regular season for the Idaho schools. So still a couple of weeks to play and participate. And at the end, we'll give away a 65-inch 4K TV from Lens Audio and Video. So go check it out. A lot of fun stuff. It's been fun to play and to watch as these games unfold. Uh, AJ, what would you do with 100 bucks at McDonald's? Would it be all You already talked about this. Uh, I'm going to get myself... No, 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 no. What you do, Eric, is you get yourself... You get yourself four sausage, egg, cheese McMuffins. You get yourself 12 um, hot and spicy chickens. You get yourself 13 double quarter pounders, five Big Macs, three of those uh, Locke Moke coffee, iced coffee things, three smoothies, um, and five large drinks, no soda, all Powerade. And then, Eric, you top it off with four Hot fudge dollar Sundays, you're living the dream. I haven't been tabulating this as you've going uh, as you've been going, but apparently you've got it all figured out in your head. Look, Mister, look, McDonald's does a great job of keeping their menu even and good value with great food. I was actually uh, telling a friend today um, on the phone 
because I went and picked me up some Mickey D's. I didn't have a gift card because I didn't win one yet. And so <laughs> you uh, can't win one. You don't. You don't qualify. Well, I'm talking about. I'm, I'm it, talking about my pick six gift. You'll have to hold that thought to next hour as we get into more on the full court press. Good enough. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Tom Brady was reminded last night he's not in New England anymore. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line struggled and the whole team lacked discipline, including Brady. Adding insult to injury, Brady lost track of the number of downs in the final drive of the game in the Bucs' 20-19 loss in Chicago. All the things we took for granted in New England just aren't the case in Tampa Bay. Patriots may not have had a lot of talent towards the end of Brady's stay, at least offensively, but they usually played smart football. The Buccaneers did not last night and let a game slip away that they should have won. There's no reason to panic yet in Tampa. They're still getting used to one another, and they were shorthanded because of injuries last night. They've got a lot of work to do. Brady was clearly not happy with his teammates last night. You can be sure he'll be all over them as soon as they hit the practice field after that demoralizing loss to the Chicago Bears. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.